replacement rule for a quarterback like that, does that put any extra importance defensively for you on any one position or position unit that group has to come through? Well, I mean, it's going to be the, the, the motif of the entire year. You know, most weeks, most weeks uh, when we go against <clears throat> most of the opponents are running similar offensive schemes where there's the quarterback as involved as a runner. And, you know, more than answering that question specifically, Tom, I'd rather say that we're going to have to do a better job of tackling the quarterback than we did last week or else this guy will just gash us. And, you know, he can he does all the runs, they, the design calls. He doesn't just pull it down and go. So, um, you know, you better be ready to defend him. You can't just ignore him as and just treat him like a passer because, you know, he can beat you running the option. He can beat you on his own read or on a pass play. If you don't, if you don't keep your rush lanes, he can pull it down and, and beat you there too. What concerns you most about taking them on the road for the first time? Well, actually, I feel a lot better after having one game under our belt, to be honest with you. And going on the road can actually be a blessing sometimes because there's a lot less distractions when you go on the road. I mean, you go there, you go to the hotel, you're all together. You know, and it's not it's not like you know you're scrambling for tickets and who's coming in and who's in town and they where they stay in and you know you know everyone you know when you're at home there's a whole different set of circumstances than when you're on the road. You know, you get the road, you go to the hotel, you do your meetings, you know, you eat. They eat about 18 times before they play, especially when it's a night game. And then before you know it, they're getting on a bus, going to the game, and taking. You know, it's it's a lot more of a business trip than people would ever imagine. I remember you really stepped up this past Saturday. What does it say about a guy who came into a new role and just made the plays that he made this past weekend? Well, he's done this now the entire spring. He, you know, he he you know catapulted to the head of the pack, and then training camp, he never looked back. And we've been seeing him do this. Now for quite some time, it's just that this is the first chance he's got to do it, you know, live in a game, and he stepped at the plate and and delivered. And I think that one thing before you even talk about the returns, there's two things he does really well. He he catches the ball really well. He makes good decisions. One of the best plays he might have made is the one that he gets no yards on. The ball's round, bouncing, and instead of letting it roll, he goes ahead and t and and gets it and gets one or two yards on the play, but the ball would have probably rolled another 20 yards and we would have pin, been pinned deep in our territory. So all that counts as one of his returns. You could really nix that one. He was just saving yards on that play rather than gaining yards. That was a, it was a very good decision. Are there any particular challenges going on the road to play a team that doesn't have a lot of Big 12 teams that come and play in their place? Are they more fired up to have a Big 12 team coming in? Well, from what I understand, and I'm not that familiar with the home crowds at Rice personally, but supposedly there's not not real big crowds, and actually actually good when you go on the road, especially the first time, you know, to go on the road and not have it be you know 80,000 people you know going absolutely bonkers, walking in the door when your first rattle out of the box is probably a good way to ease into it, because <clears throat> we know several times this year that will be the case. So this is a, I think this is a good way to start. How do you feel after having a chance to watch some of the tape from Saturday? How do you feel about your offensive line now they were gelling and coming together? 
Well, they obviously ran block very well. You know, I think that, you know, like I mentioned the other day, we had a couple of pressures. You know, one was just a, met a communication error, and one was a physical error. But um, we didn't throw it that many times, so I'd say the pass, pass protection is yet to be determined. I would call that, you know, what is it when you it, incomplete because there's not enough evidence based off of that last game, based off of what we were doing. But, you know, anytime you rush for close to 300 yards, you know, it isn't just the runners. There's obviously some holes in there or else you don't get that many yards. So it was, I thought it was a good start. They are basically about how I described to you all those descriptions where I said where I actually thought we were going to be more physical. I really believe that what we lose in experience, we're, we're gaining physicality, especially those two guards. And I think those two guards are a very, very physical player. And talk is cheap and all that stuff. But is there a revenge factor here this week with your team or how you're preparing them? Uh, I don't ever use I don't ever use that as a I, I use that more as a teaching tool. Uh, how I don't talk about getting revenge for what they did because we were the ones that blew it. Okay, they deserved to win because we we didn't close out the game. We didn't close it out on offense when yet it had as comfortable lead. We didn't close it out on defense when we had a chance to hold it. So, you know, give credit to Rice. I mean, they they deserved to win that game. We deserved to lose it you know, because that's how we played. You know, we we played not to lose instead of playing to win. I think Rice against Texas A&M, they ran maybe close to 90 plays. Is that concerning you, the speed that they play at? And is that, how does that compare to some of the things you've seen in the play? Well, they, actually, they don't play the whole game at a fast-paced tempo. It just so happens when the other team is playing that fast, you know, a lot of times the reason why they have that many plays is because the other team is off the field so quick. You know, sometimes it's because the other team's offense, not because of, of the other team's defense. And in that game, you know, look at I'm not going to say – I'm not going to minimize what they did against Texas A&M, but Texas A&M, you know, took, looked like they kind of had a patchwork defense and – they were just kind of putting the pieces together right there where, you know, look at our defensive staff is very familiar with what they do on offense and vice versa. I mean, for example, Reagan and Clint have been friends for a long time, you know, worked together for a bunch of years. I mean, there's not a whole bunch of surprises. And really, it's the same thing when um, we're looking at their defense. I mean, I mean, they've lined up in one defense the whole game and one coverage pretty much the whole game and say, we're going to be better than you. Have you had much communication with any of those four guys on the staff at Rice? I mean, obviously, Clint has, but... I don't talk. I don't... I barely talk to my wife, you know, and... No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I don't... I pretty much don't talk to anyone. I, I talk to all my friends, so therefore it's a very short list. Criticism from this past weekend game, considering that it's utopia, it's perfect, it can't be better. And it's been a bad week for some of those young men, by the way, you know, because you can really get on them hard because they're feeling good about themselves. It's great, they come in after a win, they're feeling good, and you just tear them down right off the bat. It's a wonderful feeling as a coach to be able to do that, but in reality, you're not beating them down, they're just more open minded. You know, they're mo- they listen to you. You know, they want to be better. And after a win and they're feeling good about themselves, constructive criticism is relatively relatively easy in the grand scheme of things. 
When uh, the play where Rodriguez rolled and got behind the defense and almost caught it, how close was that? And did he stumble at the end? Or was it no, he just took it. He dove. To, that's the one. I'd say the entire night, out of all the throws we threw the whole, entire night, that's the only throw that only throw, real throw that uh, that Jake would have liked to have back. I mean, he ran right by him. You know, he overthrew him by a few few yards. I was actually good to see actually a receiver lay out to try to get to the ball. You know, I think that, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I can't just force feed him. He's got to earn the time. But, we, you know, he's he's on the cusp of you know, taking a meteoric rise up the depth chart. When Whenever he gets it, you know, he'll, he'll when he gets it, it'll be a tough time getting him off the field. Well, I mean, it was, no, it's not just the offense. Remember, he got banged up a little bit, so he 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 was actually one of those guys that was missing some time, you know, missing some time, and you know, he got back and he's healthy. But you know, you just got here, you know, you just rolled into town, you just got here, and then you end up missing some time, banged up. So now you get a little bit behind. So he's playing from behind a little bit, but you know, we're playing catch up. I mean, we got one game in of, of a long season. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll he'll have plenty of time to catch up. How important is it for the captains to kind of set a tone going into the first road game of the season? We've had that conversation, and the captains also, you know, st- you know, work with the leadership committee on that right there about, you know. Hey, fellas, we haven't won a road game in quite some time here. It's time to go take care of business. And usually, I, even even last year, you know, when we didn't win a road game, usually, you know, it was a very organized, meticulous type of thing. I was uh, I was never displeased with our actions. You know, the big difference is making sure part of the burden that you're talking about really has to fall on them to make sure they're ready to go at kickoff. You know, I I think we can take care of the trip itself. You know, but as far as being ready to go at kickoff, it's different at home. You got the home crowd, the crowd to get the juice. You got the band. You got everything, all the, all that stuff going for. And now you're on the road. You know, now all of a sudden that home crowd's not there. Although I'm hoping to have a strong Kansas contingent uh, at at this game. So all you people down in Texas, let's go, show up. I think there's tickets available. <laughs> I'll let you know when I know. You know, like I said, he's got some personal things that he's working through, and you know, they're, they're a little bit of a surprise to all of us towards the end of the week. That wasn't you know anything that we were expecting, and it is what it is. And we'll just wait and you know find out how it works out. And when I know something definite, I'll let you know. Sure. How about injuries? Uh, you said Taylor was better yesterday. Yeah. Better today too. Well, Taylor's going today, so I mean. Um, I'd say I think if he would have pl- had a play on Sunday, you know, he might have been too sore to play on Sunday, but um, he's ready to practice on Tuesday. So, you know, we'll have to see visual evidence, see what it looks like. But, you know, I, I don't have anyone in that questionable range once again. You know, we've got Jenkins Moore as the lone soldier still, and it would be nice if we can keep it that way. Is it a little too early to decide maybe on, on some of your red shirts yet, and maybe specifically with a local kid like, like uh, Ben Johnson? Well, I think it is too early because you have to wait and see how things go at the position. And I try not to, especially with the freshmen, I try not to uh, make a decision with them until it gets closer to halfway through the season. 
you know, because uh, let's say a guy like Ben Johnson, who, you know, is right on the cusp of actually playing. If Ben Johnson were to, if I'm going to use him, I want to use him. And I don't want to use a year just for him to come get a couple of scrub snaps at the end of the game. You know, that's really not what I want to do. So we'll just have to wait and wait and see how it goes. But I I think with a freshman, you really want to wait closer to about the half-year mark before you kind of st- try to make the determination that you'd like to try to save him. The numbers in the passing game on Saturday were similar to what we saw last year, relatively low. But what after watching on tape, do you see some differences between the two? There was nothing like any game last year. Have you watched a game? Did have you watched a game? It was there was not one game that looked like that game, not one. Okay, we had four or five drop balls out of twenty passes, and three throwaways. Okay, so you had two two balls that were two or three balls that were clearly incompletions out of twenty throws. And if we get that this week, uh, if we get that percentage again this week, I'll take regardless of how many times we throw it. I'll take those percentages any day. We obviously need to do a better, better job of catching a ball, and throwaways are part of what you do. I mean, throwaways are a good thing. They're not a bad thing. They go down as an incompletion. I go down, for me, they go down as a smart play. What do you, you, what do you tell your players? I mean, how do you improve on drop balls? I mean, is it a mental thing that you have to kind of build them up? Or? Depends on who they are. You know, I say different things to different players. Usually it's the Kmart special where they say, I say they're selling hands. Why don't you go buy yourself a pair? You know, you know, you know, but it depends on who they are. Sometimes that hurts their feelings too much. So I say it a little nicer than that. But uh, there were a couple. I mean, Jamey had had the one drop early. That was that was a big one. And later on, the ball was a little bit to his back shoulder, which, which is not tougher throw. You know, Justin had the one up the sideline the first play. I mean, a guy's falling down. I mean, it's a 50-yard gain. You got to make the play. I mean, you're the only one standing. Everyone else is falling down. The ball hits you in the chest. I mean, and you want to talk about the quarterback throw? How about a 50-yard completion on the first throw of the game? That would not be a good play to start. And then the second throw was the one that he threads a needle right over the middle linebacker and hits Jamey right, right in the hands. I mean, we need to make those plays, and they know it. I mean, I don't need to tell them. I mean, before they come to the sideline, they already know it. You already said you like the routine, you like what Jeff Klassman has done. How, how do you explain even in year two, a team that hasn't won in four years on the road? It's, that's I've, I've only been here a year, you know. I just know the games that we were in last year. I, don't, I could care less about any games before I got here, you know. They have nothing to do with anything that any knowledge base that I have. All I know is for the program, you know, just let's let's turn that more to a program question. For a program, winning last week got the losing streak out of the way. Winning this week could get the losing on the road out of the way. You know, uh, winning three weeks from now against Texas Tech could get the conference win out of the way. I mean, so there's ste- stone, stepping stones you have to take, you know, to, to go ahead and move up here. And this just gives us an opportunity to get one of those put aside. Like Justin McKay catching a touchdown pass, okay, it's gone. It's no longer a conversation piece. So, you're tr- I'd like to get Rice, you know, taken care of so we can get that one put aside and we can focus on the next thing. Could you tell whether Justin McKay had some first game jitters? 
Oh, I don't think he had first first game jitters. I think that I think he was wired for sound. You know, I think he was. Ex- I think I don't think he was nervous. I think he was excited. I think they're they're not they're not exactly one and the same. They could be perceived that way. You know, this kid hadn't played football in a bunch of years now. I mean, played a few plays for Oklahoma. You know, a few years ago and had to sit all last year. I mean, it's been a while. Same could be said for the quarterback. Been over two years since he played a game, or about two years. Whatever, whatever it was, something, you know, 650-some days in between starts. I mean, that's a long time without playing football. So I think that they were excited. And I think that they'll just, you know, they'll just get better this week than they were last week. I expect them both to be better. Did you get much of a read on your past defense? I mean, I know they didn't throw it a ton, and part of that was you guys. But do you know how you feel after one game about that group? I, you know, they really didn't get threatened. You know, very much. They gave up that one long pass on on cover two, which had never happened. You know, uh, just you know, just stay with your guy, and they can't complete that pass. You know, uh, I know Dexter McDonald. They threw a couple times to him and broke up passes. I mean, I think that we're going to get plenty of opportunity to evaluate them more as the time goes on, with the teams that slinging around a lot more. How did you feel about the game day operation on defense with coaches on the sideline? I think that it was just kind of exactly where where we need to head. You know, I had three guys and they were they were. You should have seen them. I mean, it was three different things going on at the same time, and that's without we without them really getting to a fast pace yet. But you know, it gave them an opportunity to work through these things too. You know, letting them, let them and their players stand at three spots and, you know, get players on and off and keep them fresh. And, you know, uh, I think that that was, a good, that was a good start. You know, people want to make a big deal out of how we're doing this. Just like, you know, when I first talked about special teams, they say, well, how are they going to do that without a special teams coach? Well, the same thing with defense. I mean, I got three guys that have all been defensive coordinators. All three of those guys have been defensive coordinators. So Dave, Dave oversees the defense. Clint puts it together because the linebacker coach and no huddle and a no huddle defense has to be the one that puts it together. There's, there's no other person that can do it. The secondary coach can't do it with the front. Okay, the front, the front guy can't do it with the secondary. There's only one guy. That, there's only one position that ties them all together. That's that's the perfect logic. But all three of these guys, I have total confidence in all three of those guys. They've all been coordinators. They know what they're doing. And Scott Vestal gives them great information from up top. What do you think of uh, McCard as a passer? I think he's very accurate. And I've, as I've said multiple times, okay, accuracy is the number one attribute. And on top of that, he's experienced. That's a good combination. We saw uh, Christian Matthews take some snaps out of the backfield last game. Is that something that's in kind of the developing stages, or is it something you can see more? No, it's not in the development stages. We got we have a whole package, and you have to put it in there to make everyone else work on it too. Because um, if they don't work on it, you know, and you do it, then they get caught a little bit shy. You know, look, at, there were a lot of things we did in that game, you know, on purpose, and there were a lot of things we didn't do on purpose too. Okay, but at the end of the day, as you, as you go on, by the time the season plays out, that won't be the last time you see Christian in that position. You know, it's a little bit more uh, pep in the guy's step this week after getting that win. I mean, it's been a long time. Do you, do you see that? 
Well, until we got to do, to the constructive criticism part of the day on Sunday, there was a lot of pep in their step till about five minutes later, when you know, when I said, "Okay, feeling good. Now let's talk about the other side of the story." You know, you know. So that was pep in my step when I got a chance to do that. But uh, after we get that one done, yeah, I think that there's there's more juice. I I think like with well, a question we were at, talking about before the about going on the road and playing rice it's kind of like one more thing that's off their back okay that's gone let's let, let's move on one less thing one less one, one less issue they have to address you know and you know I I got a couple of good psychological things to work on with with them today I got a I got a good one planned so I got I got a good one dialed up but I can't tell you cuz I'd have to do something of harm to you so we'll have to leave that one private like a little bit of movement on the depth chart of defensive line, at least with the you know second string guys. Is that I mean, is that just pretty basic standard stuff? Or well, one of the things is Ty McKinney is playing really well, and Combs isn't getting many reps. Okay, so what we did is we move. If you notice, we we bounced Ty McKinney out to end, and moved Combs to to the second guy there. Not for any, not so much for. Any other reason than McKinney, okay, gives him an opportunity to possibly move eventually from seconds to one because Keon's not getting beat out. And Combs gets him more into the mix. So two things happen by doing that. We don't, we don't get one positive residual out of that. We get two positive residuals out of that. Offensively, you guys went out there and did the hurry up. No huddle. It looked like Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, as fast as you were going. Yeah, we've been practicing trying to get the ball snapped in 15 seconds or less. And that I think that uh, if you went back and looked at it, I don't stand there with a stopwatch. But that's probably about what it was. I mean, and it was multiple formations too. It wasn't like one formation the whole time. So. Uh, you know, we've been working on this quite some time, and that was part of my thought methodology back in November and December when I said, how am I going to get to help get the defense get better? Well, if we're going to practice it, we might as well put it in. You know, there's, why, why practice it without doing it ourselves? That's a, half the team gets a waste of time. So rather than waste of time, we've been practicing it ourselves because no one ever asked me that question. They just thought I was doing it for the defense. What do you think? I'm I'm selfish. I'm an offensive guy. You think I want to do all that work and not get anything out of it for the offense? Last week, um, Coach Campbell mentioned Baker Simmons, how kind of a light has clicked on for him this year. What's the biggest change you've seen from him compared to last year? I think he's finally found a home. You know, he's bounced around from safety. And, well, is he, uh, is he a too big to play safety? Is he too small to play linebacker? You know, I remember describing earlier in camp about, like, he looks like a man amongst boys physically. But now he's kind of settled into a position that, you know, that he seemed to be pretty comfortable at. And, and once you know what you're doing, you know, once you know what you're doing, if you're a good athlete and once you know what you're doing, Usually you start making plays, and that's really what's happening with him.